everyone and welcome back to Boy of the Podcast and it may not be the spooky month anymore but we're covering something spooky and wholesome still. Scooby-Doo. As always, I'm Kate and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And Alex has officially finished his run as guest spooky boy. Thank you yes. again, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today Adrian's going to be leading us through why Scooby-Doo matters. So take it away. Yeah, much much like Scrappy Doo, I'm sure Alex is in our hearts, even if <laughs> even if he's not physically here. <laughs> Actually, might not be the best reference as we'll talk no, about today. People, people, people don't like Scrappy Doo. Uh, I'm gonna have to be the defender of Scrappy Doo at this point because I don't. It, it's this. it's actually kind of insane. Uh, we'll get into it. So. We are covering Scooby-Doo mainly because it turned 50 this year. It turned 50 on September 13th, 2019, which is a long time. Um, it's, again, one of probably the older things that we've covered, and it's just, it just it's not going anywhere. People love Scooby-Doo, and no matter how many times it gets rebooted, it, it's still here. And I think the most interesting thing about it is its production history. Um, so it starts... Oh wait, I forgot about our intro question. Like, it's been I so long. Answer a question. Do you want to answer a question? Okay. Yes. So our first question: uh, What's your earliest memory of Scooby Doo? So it dates back a long time. There is a lot of Scooby Doo. So what is your first memory of Scooby Doo? Oh, mine is the Vincent Price movie that they did. Uh Thirteen Goes to Scooby Doo. That's what it was. That was my first Scooby Doo movie, and that was my first Scooby Doo like memory. So the movie itself came out in nineteen eighty five. But um, I had listened to Thriller for the first time as a kid, and my dad was like, do you know who that laugh is at the end? And I was like, no, dad, I'm a child. I didn't say that, but like, come on. Uh, And he was like, that's Vincent Price. And so my dad and my mom were like, she needs to learn who Vincent Price is because Vincent Price is like amazing. And so they took me to the library and we rented a whole bunch of Vincent Price movies and 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo is one of them. As well as like the Fall of the House of Usher and like Haunted Hill and like actual horror movies. But this was one of the first times that I was like, oh wow, Scooby-Doo. And it was all because my parents wanted me to know the late great Vincent Price and get to know him. And then Every time they would, uh, they during Halloween, they do all the Scooby movies on Boomerang. And so I'd watch the 13 Ghosts. And then there's the other one. I think it's like the Ghoul School. That was another one of my favorites when I was like a super, super little kid. And then I tried to dress up like a hex girl from uh, <laughs> Werewolf? Not Werewolf Island. Not Zombie Island. It's the other one. It's the Salem one. But that one uh, in high school. But I just looked like I didn't know how to put on makeup, and I'm still really sad that I couldn't look like her. But it's whatever now. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, then. Um, <laughs> one, I have se- yeah, well, I have seen the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, but I guess my oldest memory, because um, it was one of those I watched it like every morning as we waited to go to school because I would get dropped off at my aunt's place and then we'd have to wait on them to get ready and then they would take us all to school and so my brother and I would sit there and watch all the Scooby-Doo shows until we were ready to leave. This is probably like, I don't know, early to mid-90s, I guess, at this point. (laughs) Uh, Scooby-Doo reminds me of kind of like Godzilla or Godzilla episode of like when I was a kid, I watched a ton of it, I saw all of it and then as I grew older, just kind of haven't like, outside of probably the movies in the early 2000s, haven't ever paid attention to them in like probably about 15, 20 years at this point. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that follows. Um, I, I'm pretty similar. So 
I used to watch Scooby-Doo at my great-grandma's house when I would come home from school waiting for my mom to come get me. And she had Boomerang, and that's where I would just watch this and a bunch of the other um, older cartoons that we'll kind of talk about a little bit later on. But, yeah, I watched, like, the original Scooby-Doo on Boomerang a bunch. And then, of course, the early 2000s movie came out, and I loved it. It's one of those ones where we went to Blockbuster to go get it. Uh, Like, I remember, like, getting it because of of the time frame and then like Matt like I just really didn't pay attention to it too much after that uh mainly because it's has a weird TV history that it it kind of lives in a weird space where like it doesn't last for more than a couple seasons but they just reboot it every year every couple of years anyway uh it's kind of like the Power Rangers in that regard like it's just not going anywhere people might not be might not might not be watching it but they're still going to keep making it over and over again but going through this production history and kind of like re-going re through it, it does make me want to kind of go back and watch, of course, the live-action movie and then some of the other um, you know, pinnacle, like the best of the animated movies. Because the animated movies are really, really good. Yeah, the animated movies are some of my favorite. Like, I, I don't know, I love Scooby-Doo. I really do. Like... I'm just like trying to think of like all my Scooby memories now, and like I have so many. And then I got my little brother to like Scooby Doo, but I didn't like the one there was. There's like a there's like a one in like the mid two thousands cartoon, and I didn't like that one. But like, yeah, there's there's a few. Some of the later cartoons <laughs> I've attempted to watch later in life. It was obviously it'd be like oh an episode or something, and I'm like I don't really like this. Yeah, they also apparently did remake. Uh. The, the 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 13 ghosts to the curse of the 13th ghost which they remade and it's like it still is Vincent Price but I don't want to watch it because I'm I don't know if they got like a voice replicant for Vincent Price because Vincent Price is like really iconic yeah but who's y'all's favorite do y'all have like a favorite uh like Scooby villain that y'all remember um the clown one was really scary uh, I didn't like him really at all. I'm not. I'm not scared of clowns or anything like that. But he was just such, just even back then, the way they drew that guy, he was just so creepy. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the clown really at all. Uh, I really don't have one to be honest. <laughs> I guess it's one of those I never like. It always seemed to be generic, like mud monster looking thing, and then essentially, obviously, we pull the head off, and it's some rich old dude. Yeah, the property was ending. Basically. They needed yeah, money. But his name was Ghost Clown. Like, who names their person Ghost Clown? How many Ghost Clowns are there? So, I remember my favorite the Space Kook. Space Kook, yeah. Space Kook, space also kook. creaky. Because uh, he, they, because uh, I remember, I actually, like, looked for it on YouTube after I saw um the Doctor Who episode for the first time. Because there's a really, really good horror episode of Doctor Who called The Silence in the Library. And they based the design of the enemy in that that two parter uh, on the space kook. So yeah, fun fact: Kate's a nerd. Scooby Doo lives on even in <laughs> stuff, other stuff. Um, so we'll get through the production history, and then we can get to kind of some of the why those and like Kate talk about her memories of Scooby Doo, which is okay with me because I get to learn a bunch. I didn't even know Doctor Who had an episode based on Scooby Doo. So just the monster design. Yeah, I mean it's still based on it, right? You know, we'll talk about this was it the Scooby Gang, were they called? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. 
So Scooby Doo, if you don't know who Scooby Doo is, I mean he's like one of the most recognizable characters, like I think in the world. So if you don't know who Scooby Doo is, like where have you been for the last fifty years? Uh, it's an American animated franchise comprising many animated television series from 1969 to present day. This Saturday morning cartoon series featured four teenagers, Fred Jones, Daphne Blake, Velma Dinkley, Norval Shaggy Rogers, and their talking brown Great Dane named Scooby-Doo, and sometimes Scrappy-Doo, but we'll talk about him later, who, who solve mysteries involving supposedly, supposedly supernatural creatures through a series of antics and missteps. And like Matt said, usually at the end of it, it's some angry white guy who is mad that his property is closing or like, yeah. Or he's Probably. trying to scare people out of their property so he can take them. So like yeah. Scooby-Doo is Hanley gentrification in like the 60s. Basically, yeah. And then like <laughs> never really changes from there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the original series Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? first aired in 1969, like I said, and it was created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears under Hanna-Barbera Production Company. Basically, like they're the cartoon juggernaut since the late 50s. Um, they do Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, Josie and the Pussycats, the Smurfs, the Adams Family, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Dexter's Laboratory for more recent cartoons, Johnny Bravo, the Powerpuff Girls, and Cow and Chicken. Eventually, Cow and the Chicken duo. was not for children, by the way. Oh, definitely not. I mean, that was a very was... disturbing show. Yeah. I mean, was really Johnny Bravo really. You know, no, for kids either. That's, Absolutely. That's fair. Parts Absolutely. of Dexter Laboratory, probably not either. Also, fun fact, my cousin tried to convince me that I was making up Josie and the Pussycats because she had never seen it and she didn't want me to see something that she hadn't seen. And I was like, no, it's real. So like a two solid years of my life, I thought that I had made up Josie and the Pussycats. I mean, <laughs> until, like, I, I, mean I kind of do because like it wasn't that great of a show. It was really good. I no, liked it. it. And then it came no, on on Boomerang one day. And I was like, no, it wasn't. <gasps> I didn't Josie make it up. and the pussy cats. No. They're in Riverdale now. No. Yes. Makes it even worse. No. Yeah. The 50s and 60s are like riddled with like cartoons that you're like, oh, I remember that. And then you probably never think about it again until it comes up in a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Joe Ruby and Ken Spears would go on to make their own company, Ruby Spears Productions, in 1977, and they would go on to do Alvin and the Chipmunks, set the Saturday Supercade. You remember the Saturday Supercade on Boomerang? No? No? Okay. Superman 1988, and then I just thought it was interesting to put in Mega Man 1994. Wait, you, mean, to... you mean Megan Man? Oh, it... it should... Oh, Megan Man, yeah. Is it Megan Man or Mega it's Mega Man? Man. I just mis- I just misspelled okay. it here on the show I was notes. Confused. So <laughs> if you're a patron, you get to come laugh at me misspelling Mega Man. Um, but yeah, like the Supercade was like the shorts of different characters and cartoons and stuff, and like the oh. video game kind of thing. They would do like Qbert and Donkey Kong that, yeah. and and things like that. Yeah. Also, like side note, like there are so many cartoons that I left off this list. So if like from these two companies. So if I, if I left out, you know, one of your favorite boomerang shows that you used to watch back in the day, I'm I'm sorry. There's just there's just so many. Was Johnny Quest on this list? I think Johnny Quest was. I think Johnny yeah. Quest. I was like, I believe is. he should have been, but I was not 100 percent sure. I love Johnny Quest. Yeah, yes, I'm pretty we sure that's definitely Hannah throw Bavera. out Josie and the Pussycats and replace that one. We'll be fine. No. What was the one with the shark? Yeah, John. Uh, Johnny Quest was Hannah Barbera. 
Yeah, like if you go like look at the list, it, it's actually crazy how much yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jabberjaw. <laughs> no, that yeah, yeah that was yeah, them. Yeah, he was by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. Damn, yeah. these guys just like made everything. Well, oh, and they solved mysteries in the year twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's yeah between Hanna Barbera and then Ruby Spears when they kind of break off and do their own thing, they've basically made like almost every cartoon there was back back uh, back in the day. Leading basically like up to like the eighties, essentially. Uh, so Scooby Doo is basically created because parents can't keep their kids from watching stuff like they don't want to watch. Um, essentially, in nineteen sixty eight, the parent run organizations, particularly Action for Children's Television or ACT, began protesting what they perceived as excessive violence in Saturday morning cartoons. Most of these shows were the Hanna Barbera action cartoons, like Space Ghost, the Hercules. Amazing. Yeah, all all really great. Bird uh, Birdman and the Galaxy awesome, Trio. Great. All of them virtually were canceled by 1969 because of pressure from the parent groups. And then members of these watch groups served as advisors to Hanna Barbera and the other animation studios to ensure new programs would be safe for kids. So basically, you can blame parents not turning off their kids' TV on Saturday morning for the cancellation yeah. of, like, really great yeah. Saturday morning cartoons in 1969. Speaking of which, so did we like the Space Ghost show better or Space Ghost Coast to Coast better? Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Space Ghost Coast to Coast is fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, they need to put it in the National Film Registry. That's how good it is. I would gladly rewatch those at night. <laughs> and Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Harvey Birdman, yeah. Yeah, so they took all these cartoons and turned them into adult animation. Where they're yeah, they're like, all right. Post hero. Yeah. My dad loved my dad knew what adult what adult swim was because of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, uh Harvey Birdman and Family Guy. The Brack like, Show, yeah. The Brack Show was great. Because you're Brack, that's why. <laughs> so basically with all of these shows canceled, Han Bear had to find a way to fill the Saturday morning TV slot. Um with things to make the watch group happy. So we get things like the Archie show based off the Archie comic book. Initially, Scooby-Doo got pitched as the mystery five where five kids, Joff, Mike, Kelly, Linda, Jeff. Jeff? Your name is Joff. If you have Joff. to spell your name like that, your name is Joff. <laughs> this is, this is the Jeff versus, this is you the Jeff versus no, Jeff thing. Not. That is literally short for Jeffrey. I oh, I know what it is, that. but I'm telling you, if somebody actually spells your name like that, you deserve to be a Joff. A Joff. Yeah. <laughs> you, you deserve to be. I don't call Jared Jared Goff Jared Giff. <laughs> he's, he's Jared Goff. There's a G there. Uh, but it's anyway, for Joffrey, you're a Joff. Uh, w W and then a banjo playing sheepdog named Too Much, and they a solve banjo mysteries. Banjo playing sheepdog named yeah. Too Much. Too much. That is and already then... too much. At this <laughs> <laughs> and they basically uh, used to solve mysteries when they weren't playing gigs um, at, at their shows. So kind of related, but kind of not related to what we get now. There were five of them. Yeah. <laughs> is, this the, is, this the, is this the high version of what they made of the show? And then when they all got done being high from the hippie stuff in the 60s, they finally come up with Scooby-Doo? Basically, that sounds about right. Actually, have you okay. seen Shaggy though? I know he. That's what I'm saying. Like, so after pitching, you know, the Mystery Five and too much, they didn't get it. So Ruby and Spears 
used a so, used a show called Dobby Dobby Gillis <laughs> Dobby, Dobby, Dobby Gillis. Gillis Dobby Gillis I don't know some old show I've never seen but basically as a template instead of using the Archie show and modified the characters' names and modeled their personalities after that show's cast. So basically, they dropped the rock element and focused on Shaggy and Too Much. Silverman, the executive at CBS, was inspired by Frank Sinatra's scat of doobie doobie doo at the end of his recording of Strangers in the Night on a flight to one of the development meetings and decided to rename Too Much to Scooby-Doo. So basically, we just get Scooby-Doo instead of Too Much because Silverman liked Frank Sinatra. It sounds about peak uh, 19. Yeah. So, so basically, instead of like going the Archie route with you know the music, they went more of the Dobby Gill- Gillis route and remodeled it that way. And they actually the original name was Who's Scared, but they dropped it because CBS president Frank Stanton felt that the presentation of the artwork was too scary for young viewers. So they went with Scooby Doo. Where are you? I always like how they say Scooby Doo. Where are you? But we always know where Scooby's at at all times. Yeah, he's over here. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a really good one. I like yeah. it. So basically, we get Scooby Doo out of fear of not safe for children TV shows, and then we'll talk about later how like then Christian groups try to get Scooby-Doo taken off the air because of its themes. So basically, you can't please anybody when it comes to entertainment, apparently. So from here, we'll start getting into our but why those, because one of the biggest but why those, of course, is that this has persist- This franchise has basically persisted for 50 years, and it really starts off of its TV run. And it basically hasn't come off the air since 1969, whether through syndication or new shows. It actually briefly broke the record for most cartoon episodes in 2005 to 2006 with 350 episodes of the series of like the show consistently, which is kind of crazy considering that none of the season, none of the shows have gone more than four seasons. Uh, So they just have a lot of shows that span back to back which let it get that record before obviously the Simpsons comes across and never ends either. (laughs) So we, the first one we originally have Scooby-Doo, where are you from 1969 to 1970, the new Scooby-Doo movies on 1972 to 1973. You can still watch us on boomerang today. Were these the ones where Shaggy had the, the red shirt and it was just like him and like one other person. I don't think that was this one. I think that one is one. Or is that the 80s? That might be the 80s. Yeah, that one One later on when they kind of like split them up uh, and they got kind of go off and go do their own thing. This was more. Um... <gasps> oh, this is the one that had Don Knotts in it. And like Abbott and Gisella and the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This oh, is like I the, love these. This is, this is like the, the peak, I think. This is the one that I used to watch all the time on. Yes. Yeah. And the Three Stooges. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. So you have that one, and then that gets taken off the air, or basically is over in 1973, and then you have the Scooby-Doo show. Can we talk about how, like, this was kind of a big thing? Because, like, they have ones with the Golden Girls and Sonny and Cher and Batman and Robin and, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also like cross over with like the Adams family and like other stuff and like the Super Friends. Yeah. Like this is this is the That's best Scooby Doo. Yeah, 
That's really cool. And the crazy thing about it, I think it only had like 24 episodes or something like that. It only had 24 episodes in that in that year. So they basically like every episode you're getting somebody new yeah. throughout throughout that year, which That's is crazy. Pretty crazy. That's really cool. Okay, sorry. I just like just looking at the list of people who were like crossed over with them is actually huge. That shows you like how powerful that show was. Yeah. But it only lasted for a year, which is kind of crazy because then we get yeah. the Scooby-Doo show in 1976 to 1978. Um, and then you kind of get the divergence where people start feeling weird about like the series and where it almost basically like tanks away because it after the Scooby-Doo show, ratings are terrible. So we get Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo in 1979 through 1982. And it was basically an attempt to recover from dropping ratings and weirdly saves the series here because they introduced Scappy-Doo, which is kind of like a side, but why though? Because I think this franchise, more than any other one, has one of the most beloved characters and also one of the most hated characters. And I pulled up some rankings of where Scooby-Doo falls in terms of like cartoon characters. Uh, one list has him at 16, one has him at 2, one has him at 7. But if you look at the most hated cartoon characters, Scrappy-Doo comes in at number two and number eight on another list. So it's That's really crazy. it's really crazy. So I don't understand why everybody hates Scrappy-Doo. I can tell you a little bit. I can tell you a little bit why. All right. So initially after the first season, um, it was a, it was a pretty big hit. But people began to hate Scrappy-Doo after the first season. And I don't think it's Scrappy-Doo's fault. It's more the writer's issues because the writers tried to make him basically the star of the show. And conflicts with the voice actor scheduling and sicknesses between some of the bigger voice actors led them to basically write out Velma, Fred, and Daphne for a lot of the show, which means that Scrappy-Doo basically takes on all the characteristics of Velma, Fred, and Daphne instead of how he was in the first season. So he basically just becomes like this, I don't know, what's like, how do you, what do you, what do you call a Mary Sue for a dog character? Uh, but he basically just becomes like the person in the show and people hated it. And they even tried to give him a spinoff without Shaggy and Scooby. Like they tried a couple episodes where it was just Scrappy Doo. So those and are people terrible. People hated it. I've seen some of those. Those are awfully, awfully terrible. But I yeah. do. It's one of those I get it, and because I do remember some of these episodes in general, because I've seen a lot of these. I remember the Scrappy Doo stuff, and I do remember when they kind of just made him like he was there all around, and it was weird. But I just never understood, I guess, because I mean, obviously he's an annoying character, and he has his moments and whatnot else. I just never understood like how he ended up being like one of the most like hated characters ever. Like I've seen some people like they will die on the hill of just being able to murder Scrappy Doo so much, and I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, I get it. But like, I've met a lot of other characters that were a lot worse than this. I think the only time I liked Scrappy-Doo was in Ghoul School because he's not in it that much. Like, because in Ghoul School, uh, Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy, and this is like red shirt Shaggy, so that makes sense now. They split them <laughs> off. Because um, I always so I don't like red shirt like, Shaggy, so you're on your own. What'd you say? I don't like red shirt shaggy stuff. Why? So I just never cared for it. Th those movies are the best. Are they? Yes, they are. And then you got like that weirdly drawn Daphne and the brown kid in the Vincent Price one. But anyway, th that was the only time I really liked Scrappy. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that like the, the bulk of that movie is spent 
watching uh, Shaggy turn into a werewolf and then actually following around the girls of the school and their parents as they compete. So that was cool. Sorry. I'm Makes sense. remembering so much about <laughs> It's all coming back you. to you. It's all coming back to you. Um, but basically, yeah, like after a while, like even the Raiders writers start to hate Scrappy. Like you can go back and like look at their interviews of when they're writing the stuff for the new movie and even back then when they're writing the TV show. And yes. even the writers hate Scrappy Doo. But I'm like, <laughs> you wrote him. <laughs> like why do you That I never understood either. <laughs> Because I do remember all the newer stuff of them just like hating on this like Scrappy. All and I'm the like, meta but, Scrappy hate. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah. but this is literally a character that you created from this franchise. Like, Mikey, now you all this sudden, is your like, fault. Yeah, like why are you getting all mad and making some yeah, meta it's, it's joke? Like that, it's like that Eric, like Eric Andre meme where he has like the gun and like he shoots back. Like, oh yeah. Like why do you like why hate Scrappy why, dude? Why That's literally what it is, and it's like I don't understand this. Like, man, so much hate for a character you all created. Yeah, it, it becomes so big that they even make jokes about it into the later cartoons, into the movies, into the animated movies. Like, it just becomes like a running joke about when it's all said and done. Um, so from there, you get the all-new Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show where you just have Scooby and Scrappy. I did not like uh, the show. It was terrible. Yeah, they, they just try to do... They just try to do whatever to, like, keep it going. Some of it works. Some of it definitely doesn't. <laughs> um... Then you have the 13th Ghost of Scooby-Doo in 1985. Uh, the first time it was canceled basically after the decline that started after season two. So basically after season two of Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, it's the first time that we see it like legitimately canceled and doesn't come on for like a few years, even though it was pretty good uh, because you, you don't get another thing until three years later with a pup named Scooby-Doo. Uh, in 1988 through 1991, and you can still watch this on Boomerang. And this was part of that like babification trend. Don't don't ba- watch it. it. It was so I, fun, and I have the song in my head. I liked it, but I also like. I liked the baby Looney Tunes too, though. So like. Yeah, I I, I wasn't I was I was kind of on like the the babification train. I, I kind of liked it, but I'm I also never but, be on that train. But I in like chibis in my adult life, so this is also true, right? <laughs> I mean, the intro was really good. Scooby, a pup named Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Oh, come on, man! It was good. I hate it. Good. Baby I hate the Scooby Doo. Oh, no, I'm done. <laughs> I hated the babyfication of everything, and I, oh man, it was terrible. Scooby, a pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> I love this intro. I it's had it in good, my yeah. head. Oh, I'm dying a little bit. Velma inside. was my favorite in this. I mean, Velma is like almost always my favorite all the time for everything. But like, she's really my favorite in this one because she's adorable. Come on, man. You didn't like Tiny Toons Adventures? No. Tom and Jerry and kids? No. Baby Looney Tunes? No. <laughs> the Flintstone kids? Muppet Babies? I don't remember the Muppet Baby ones. I don't remember the Muppet Baby ones. I actually think I have watched every single episode of that. I love that. I'd have to see a picture of the Muppet Baby ones to try to remember that one. The other ones I remember and like... I think the Muppet Babies are creepy. I don't even remember this. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember the Muppet Baby ones. I'd have to see a picture to remember that. Oh, no. The other ones... The the ones... But the other shows I do remember and I could not... I did... uh, Just no. Again, oh, yeah, I like chippies in my adult life, so it tracks. 
Oh, yeah. I remember this one. They were kind of scary looking. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So from there, after the babyfication trend, um, which works for, I mean, it works for a while, right? It goes from 1980 to 1991. But we get what's new Scooby-Doo in 2002 through 2006. Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. 2006 through 2008. Scooby-Doo. Mystery Incorporated, 2010 through So I think I attempted to try to watch this one, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, this... this that was tried the one to... I didn't like. That was the yeah. one I'd rather watch. This is yes, the I'm one saying. I, yeah, this is the one I remember. Because I remember distinctly trying to come back to Scooby-Doo and watch it when this one came on, and I was like, I don't like this. And I, yeah, just never watched it. I never saw Scooby-Doo get a clue because I couldn't get over Shaggy's, like, clothes and the artwork. It was like yeah. total drama, total drama island artwork for Scooby Doo and Scooby-Doo. see, I don't. Yeah, yeah that's one I have obviously eyes. skipped. I can't even tell you about anything about that one. I just remember like obviously this period of like blank Scooby Doo. I remember what's new Scooby Doo. I didn't watch much of it, but I remember it. The other one, get a clue, have no idea. But I remember the Mystery Incorporated. I was like, ah, Scooby's back. We can do this. And I was like, nope, Scooby Scooby died. Um, we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was more back to kind of like the original Scooby Doo stuff with like them having uh, callbacks to different different things yeah, in they the brought genre. Back a lot of old monsters too. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. I think I didn't like it because my little brother ruined it all for me. I think mm. that's what it was because I think the only times I tried to watch it was when I would go home, like during undergrad. And I'd watch it with my brother, and he would just, like, talk the entire time. And I, yeah. I think this is the one that has the, like, they did this one where it was, like, CGI. It has a white line around it type thing. And it was, it was weird. I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't do last you. I the Hex Girls come back during it, so I should probably yeah, they, at they, least that episode. They, yeah, they bring back a couple of the, the big ones. Uh, we have a Be Cool Scooby-Doo in 2015 to 2018. I didn't even know this one was a thing. Didn't either. This is all uh, new knowledge for me now. Yeah, we're we're in uncharted <laughs> territory now. This is, again, kind of uh, the weirder, weirder kind of animation design that I, I'm looking at it, and I don't want it. I don't it's, want it. To be fair, I've had a trouble with cartoons from 2015 to now is because I've not liked a lot of the new animation they do. I know it's supposed to be cool. Some of them I can get over it, but there's a lot of them. Like, I will not watch some shows just because, like, the animation, I hate it so much. Oh, I do not like this animation. What the yeah. hell is this? It's, can I get a picture of this? It's not good. Give me a picture of this. You're going to hate it, Matt. I'm pretty sure I probably will. It's like that. Like... Oh, nope, nope, nope. We done. We done. No, <laughs> we no, done. No. Nope. It's like Rick and Morty no. animation. Yeah, but worse. Oh, oh no, this is terrible. Like I like Rick and Morty more uh, stuff, but this this why does why does she have an afro? I so can't do this. I the hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> this is, this so, is bad. so now bad. mine's stuck on Scooby it. like staring at me, and it looks like creepy and terrifying. Hold up. I mean, gonna... if it makes you feel any better, uh, Scooby Doo and Guess Who is probably like the most Scooby Doo stuff that we've gotten, and kind of like looking at it. I kind of want. <laughs> I don't like that. So I will say this: I am watching the video for when apparently Daphne performs with the Hex Girls, and I kind of really want to go watch whatever that arc is because I'm good with it. 
This is like <laughs> this is like Queen of the Damned Goth Kate shit. That like and need. Yeah. Let's go back and, to the and... swamp and fight some pretend gators <laughs> with a random dude. I'm good. I will include all of these videos in the show notes, y'all. Look at that uh, dog photo right there staring at us. It's really bad. I don't like it. It's like it's it's like Paradise PD, that like Netflix animation. Oh gosh. Ugh. It's real bad. It is actually real that bad. actually that's now that I look at it, that looks more like that than does Rick and Morty to me. Yeah. Maybe more like Brickleberry too. Yeah, it's like Brickleberry kind well, of. Well, like I mean, this would be the F that would be family, this kinda. that would be this uh time frame 2015 2018 because yeah. Brickleberry, I believe, came in what 2014, I believe 2013 through 2015 or 2014 uh, through 2016. Yeah, like around that. there somewhere. It could be off by a year, but I know it's kind of during there. Brickleberry had a solid good year or two, and then it went to like what the going on. So, and then the one that's most current is Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? And this one is kind of like, if you kind of like look at it, what it's most compared to, I probably would compare this most to uh, the new Scooby-Doo movies where you have guest stars and things like that. So you get, you know, Kevin Conroy's Batman, you get you know Sherlock oh, Holmes, cool. Ricky Gervais plays himself, Whoopi Goldberg plays herself, you have Mark Hamill's The Joker, you have Bill Nye, so you have a bunch Sia. of... Sia yeah, Sia, yeah, yeah. in an episode. Yeah, so you get um, you know more guest starry kind of things, and the animation kind of goes back to a better mix of the old and kind of the new, and looks more familiar. I haven't seen any of this, but just looking at who's on it, I, I would I would like to see Weird Al, Keenan Thompson, Wonder Woman, Urkel, and a lot of them are playing themselves, which I think is hilarious. Like, I need to see Keenan Thompson playing himself with, uh, yeah. The mystery machine in the mystery machine. The name of the episode is Quit Clowning. Yeah, I as like long it. as it doesn't look like whatever I'm looking at with Scooby to be cool. Scooby no, this animation. doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. It looks S- kind of like Brave and the Bold animation. Yeah, that sounds about right. Then I don't mind this yeah. animation. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Sidebar, Cartoon that's Network why I can... and Boomerang. So I'll probably like won't watch it because I don't have. So I will probably I would I would am I watching this. Because, uh, well, I don't know if you bring it up, but like uh, a Supernatural Scooby-Doo crossover episode, which is one of the best mm. episodes in television history of all time of any show. I mean, I don't know about that, but sure. It's so good. No, it's real good. It's like, so far as like kitschy television episode things, like that and like Once More With Feelings and Bobby. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I remember, like, I'm just like connecting all these Scooby connections in my head. <laughs> So that's basically all we have for the um, the TV. But then we have moving into the movies. There are currently at this point in time, I'm sure there'll be more later, you have 15 direct-to-video movies starting in the late 90s. Uh, so my personal favorites, you know, Alien Invaders, Cyber Chase, Legend of the Vampire, and Witches Ghosts are all really, really good in my opinion. Zombie Island. Yeah, and Zombie Island as well. Yeah, they're all pretty good. And I have like the links to the show notes in our show notes, like links to them if you don't remember which one is which. But they're they're pretty good when it comes to direct to video films because I mean all of, all the stuff that we've covered, I don't think a lot of them have really good directed direct to DVD films. There's a reason why. Except apparently, DVD. Lion King one and a half. I got yelled at because somebody apparently said that was a great movie. I mean, it is a great movie. You're just no, wrong. It's not. So Scooby Doo on Zombie Island is the reason why I've always well that and like Remy from 
uh, you know, Gambit from the X-Men. It's one of the reasons I've always wanted to go to New Orleans because of that movie. That makes sense. And we have four live action films that will kind of get what? more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's four of them. I didn't realize that there was four of them either, but there are four of them. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins, and Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Lake. And we'll talk more about those like in, when we get to the the live action cartoon. Uh, there's plenty of video games and tabletop games. I don't think there's any that jump out to me. I don't know. Matt, if you've played any of the Scooby-Doo games, but there's a bunch there's dating a back to the bunch. 1986. And like we've talked about before, the, the early 90s, you know, 90s period is like anything that is anything that exists probably has a bunch of games on it. So I, I feel like I played really like one or two of them, but there's like you said, there's so many I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint off the top of my head, like which ones I played. Yeah, because like I said, yeah, it, no... it was also it was a great time between having so many games, even though there were probably a lot of bad games and whatnot. But games are relatively accessible, really easy, <laughs> and so you could play a lot of these and the rental and everything. Not the games aren't necessarily, I guess, accessible, but when a game costs you know a lot cheaper, you could rent stuff for a dollar versus now. <laughs> yeah, obviously because it's a uh, you know the franchise is you know mystery solving stuff. There's a bunch of tabletop games like Clue and their own kind of kind of things there. But yeah, it's it's a thing. They have them. Also, um, just another thing to add to whenever we do a musical matters, musicals matters episode, Scooby Doo has a Scooby Doo live musical mysteries that apparently just wrapped its tour dates very recently. So this is still a thing that still happens um, regularly, I guess. Why? Don't know. But uh, it is a thing that you can go see. And of course, they there are. Scooby? That's a good question. They have a person in a dog suit playing Scooby, okay. uh, and he's like huge. So technically, he's a huge ass dog, like much bigger than an actual Great Dane, obviously. Uh, but he's he's in a Scooby. <sighs> I, I can't. I don't know what this is. I don't know. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, for those of you, for, for our patrons, in our show notes, we have a link to the thing. And if you scroll down to the bottom, there is a kind of a teaser of what the musical looks like. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. What is this? This is what you see when uh, you take a lot of acid. And, uh, <laughs> you put on Scooby-Doo cartoons. Yeah. I'm sure that it is fantastic. It doesn't look fantastic. Inebriated, but only no, for inebriated. Yes. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah, Kate shook. It's it does it's not it doesn't look good. Well, you know what is good? The comics that that have come out recently that we'll talk about kind of in its own but why though, but there are quite a few comics done by DC for this franchise as well. For there, we'll kind of get into, we talked a little bit about the live action movies and how there are four of them, but really only one and maybe one and a half of them actually matters. So when you have live action cartoons, a lot of the times they don't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, probably more often than not, they don't work. But you have um, a pretty decent cast, I think. Looking back at it, I think, you know, Freddie Prince as Fred Jones, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Daphne Blake, Linda Cardin Car- Cardellini. Cardellini 
as Velma Dinkley, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, and Neil Fanning as the voice of Scooby-Doo. This released in June 14, 2002, made $275 million worldwide on an $84 million budget, which for this movie, that's a big-ass budget for an early 2000s movie for a live-action cartoon. Yeah, I saw this movie. Seems like a big budget. I saw this movie in theaters. I can say I saw this one in theaters. It did too. It was so good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, before box office took away all of their cool rankings, I did find some rankings on how this movie is good regardless of what it's ranked on IMDb. Um, so <laughs> Box Office Mojo had it as the number one dog movie. There's no number one dog uh, rating anymore for Box Office Mojo. Yeah, if you aren't these familiar, numbers and are coming to you from the past. Yeah, these are com- these numbers are coming to us from the past. And if you loved our banter about weird ratings for Box Office Mojo, those times are those times are gone. This will be this will be the last one. A tribute. She's given greatest. fake numbers because all these links are dead. <laughs> They're dead links, and I put them all in the show notes for our patrons, and now they just don't work. So <laughs> before they were gone, I'm really sad about it. I, I really am sad. So. It was the number one dog movie. It was the number five family talking dog movie. So what was number one of talking dog We're family movie? I don't know because <laughs> I didn't. I was. I had it all pulled up, ready to go for this episode, and now the links don't work. So it's just very sad. It had number seven off screen couple on screen. What don't does that really even know mean? What that, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's like insinuating oh, that some of the people no, were couples. It's, yeah, it's because of Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller. They got married yeah. like right before this movie. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and they're still married. That's cool. Yeah. It was number seven on TV cartoon live action. What was number and five? Who knows, we'll Matt? Know Why do you that? do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then number 22 on CGI uh, star. That says C G J. C. It's, I think it's probably. I think it's, it's supposed to say I. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, I was like, what the hell is a C G J star? Yeah. C G I star. We'll never know, Matt. We'll never. We'll never know. know. <laughs> Thanks, Box Office Mojo. I hope you're listening. Hold on, to is my... that a, hold on? Is that not a C Joff in Geoff? Yeah. Star. C Joff. C C I. There you go. C G I star. Not like it matters because the link doesn't work. So who cares? <laughs> Uh, when i saw this it's like oh he put a lot of work into awesome charts that don't mean shit anymore (laughs) yeah it's very sad it also just hurts because this is a shtick that matt that adrian has been doing since like we started our podcast 120 episodes ago we've done a lot of uh, box office mojo stuff whether it be like crazy statistics on how they can move up the franchise or how they're i don't even screen couples on screen yeah, I don't even know what came out this year because I don't know where else to go find a list of what came out in 2002, and I don't want I don't want to. I'm not going to go look. But the movie does pretty well. I think it's I wouldn't I don't know, I don't think it's a cult classic, but I think I don't know anyone who doesn't like this movie. Who I don't either actually. I don't think yeah. about it. I'm sure I think one of the biggest there. things is it's I think it's a generally like good story, but it also I think one of the coolest things about it is that it has a lot of like referential humor. So, you know, Shaggy being a stoner is referenced multiple times. Like when he's in like the, when he's in the, the truck and like smoke is coming out of like the thing. Uh, his girlfriend's name is Mary Jane. They have for forever, right? People have always said that like Velma and Daphne were like a lesbian couple. 
and they they actually had a scene cut from the movie where Velma and Daphne were kissing. And of course, the biggest kind of reference is Scrappy Doo is the villain at the end of the movie. Um, interestingly enough, like this, uh, the trailer to Harry Potter was attached to this movie, which was kind of like a way to get butts and seats. So I don't know if really like this movie has Harry Potter to think. Looking at trailer culture, I'm pretty sure people went to go see this movie just to go see the Harry Potter trailer for the first Wait. movie. Okay, no, no, no. I had my movies confused. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, you you really liked uh, Scooby Doo: Curse of the Lake Monster in 2010? Is is that the oh, one? Oh, <laughs> Adrian, no. Um, I thought something something also interesting was basically there's way more articles. I don't know if because Harry Potter was attached to this movie, but there's like a bunch of articles where people basically said that uh, Harry Potter is just Scooby Doo in terms of them solving mysteries. Uh. And then trying to figure out who is like the angry white man doing the thing in the in the movie. <laughs> so there's like a whole I like article. That. I like that so much. So there's a whole article where it where it has seven times Harry Potter was basically just Scooby Doo, which I thought was interesting and will also might be cool to include in the show notes for everybody. Yeah. And wow. of course, because of its tones and what it talks about with all of like the stuff, it Christian groups try to get it taken down and out of theaters because you know, why does anyone deserve happiness? <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on why this movie is so good other than it's... So, I will say, uh, Kate and I rewatched this movie probably about a year or two ago, and I think it still actually holds up pretty well. It's Obviously, it, it was never a groundbreaking, amazing movie, but I think it still holds up over well, where if you liked it when you first saw it, I believe you would still like it. And there's yep. nothing really that, like, sticks out that you're like, oh, or, man, well, how did I like this, or something... I think it's actually still a pretty solid movie, especially if you've already, like I said, if you watched it before and you liked it, I believe you would still like this movie. Yeah, I think it, it really does it for me. And, like, one of the things that I really like is uh, I really like Daphne. I, I hated Daphne, like, my entire life watching Scooby-Doo, but they do really well. And that's something that, like, this movie does is it ages them up in a different way where, like, it also it plays with the tropes that they are. And either subverts them, leans into them, or does something different. And that's something that's like that I really, really appreciated watching it back, like when when we watched about it like a year ago or whatever. Like there Michelle Geller kills it as Daphne. Like this entire cast is just really good. Yeah. Correct. I think it's an excellent excellent casting for sure. Matthew Lillard is Shaggy. Definitely. But I don't think you can say the same for the second movie. <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed that comes out in 2004 was made on a hundred or was made on a 25 million dollar budget so I don't know what happened to all the money but it is all gone and but it still made 180 million dollars but its poor reception led to the cancellation of the third movie that they hadn't planned and it also won a Razzie for worst sequel in 2004 so which... this movie um one I did not see this movie in theaters because I remember one like this was back, obviously, before, like, social media is big and stuff, where, like, I didn't even realize this movie came out for a while, because they kind of just slipped it out there, and then when I did see it, I was like, oh, this doesn't look good, but I have watched this movie, and this is another movie that we have gone back and watched again. It was Not right after the first one. We yes, watched right after the... Back to back. And this movie is awful. <laughs> this movie, one, was never that good, even when I saw it the first time, but I thought, oh, you know, maybe, whatever. Nope, this movie gets even worse. This movie is terrible. Daphne yeah, is the I, best part of it. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely the best part of that movie. <laughs> that doesn't say much because that movie is awful. Yeah, definitely. He was not. able to step over that uh, line. I don't hate it. You I think should. it's fun. It is but not But there's a difference in, like, the fun... Like, the first one reminds me of the camp of Batman and Robin, and this one just reminds me of I don't know what you were doing. Like, they put Velma in, like, the sexy outfit, yep. and then, like, she tries to get with Seth Green, and then Ruben Stutter... Uh, uh, Ruben Stutter appears, and I'm just like, wow, this movie is very dated. Yeah, it's 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 not great, but it's not the uh direct to video prequels that come out scooby doo so, uh, the mystery begins in 2009 and scooby doo curse of the lake monster in 2010 nobody should ever i can tell you just look google it and you can look at the first image and be like this is not oh my gosh i'm sorry poor uh steven amell's brother is fred in both of these oh why he looks poor ronnie is his name actually Ronnie? Robbie. I just know his name Bobby, is Robbie. Uh, what's That's his real why he's name? in these movies. You don't even know his name. He plays Firefang before they threw him out in whatever. Firestarter, Firefly, okay, Fireflash. You weren't wrong. Ronnie. Flash. <laughs> um. Yeah. Man, so this poor boy has actually been in so many canceled TV shows. Uh. Can't can't just keep the flame lit. What was that one show that we tried to watch that looked like a knockoff Tomb Raider type thing where he starred in, and it looked Hunters. like a there we go. Look like they were supposed to be like making two of those movies, and then you watch the first one, you're like, we're never seeing this anything like this again. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. Before we move on from like the movies, do you think that Matthew Lillard gets this role as Shaggy because of Thirteenth Ghost and the connection to Thirteenth Ghost and Scooby Doo? Because the 13 Ghost comes out in 2001, I think. Did they no, just make that connection? Maybe? I don't know. Well, I know. Or just like, or just like a happy coincidence okay, that so like 13, it worked out like that. Yeah. So 13 Ghost is a remake of an old old movie, and so there might be something that worked out that way. I don't know because I'm pretty sure the original 13 Ghost was a Vincent Price movie, and that's why they made the Scooby Doo and the 13 Ghost. Yeah, 13 Ghost is a 1960 horror film. Yeah. Oh, so like just a first full circle kind of thing there. Yeah, th- I think that's what happened. That's kind of cool. I like yeah. that. Okay, no, there's not Vincent Price. Who did I think it was? Oh yeah, Marty Milner. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. So this is it's an old one that they redid, but then I think it all just kind of like serendipitously leaked together. Worked out. Yeah, I think on that same talk, but we can kind of talk about some of the horror stuff, and I'll kind of defer more to Kate on this, mainly because she's the horror person. What What are you? What are you, a scarefluencer? Scarefluencer. Is that what you are? No. <laughs> but the, you know, over the 50 years, this the series has had a lot of horror staples. And I think the biggest difference between this and like other stuff that we've talked about, or even, you know, kind of like the Addams family, at the end of the day, you find out that it's just like greedy old people and they're just like a different kind of monster. It's just like greedy old men who don't like anybody. And they're probably worse than the monsters that they're trying to portray. But there's been plenty of like, there's like really like too many to list when you look at the kind of monsters and the callbacks that are that are referenced. I mean, you know, the Thirteenth Ghost one, like Kate just mentioned. Um, But you know, they've done things like Phantom of the Opera, Creature from the Black Lagoon, King Kong, the Wolfman, Dracula, Mumia. Basically, like anything you could think of, they've done probably something on it. 
and which leads it lets it kind of bleed into other stuff. So you know, Buffy and Buffy and their group being called like the Scooby Gang. Kate just mentioned the Supernatural crossover episode as well. So Scooby Doo, even if it doesn't outwardly scare people, it still has it still lives in other horror staples or horror light staples. I don't know. I wouldn't call it like Buffy super scary or like horror y buddy. I don't know. Uh, but it, it it bleeds it bleeds through. I don't know if it's made any other connections in any of the other stuff that you've watched, Kate, with yeah, Scooby Doo. So like Scooby Doo is solid horror. It's just children's horror. Like it's stuff. It it's one of those things that like we don't really think about too. Because like Buffy, as much as you may not be scared of it, like it is a horror show. It's like horror and uh horror. I think I think it's classified as like horror and fantasy or horror and sci fi. It's one of the two. Um, but like for Scooby Doo, like it's definitely like kids horror in the way that like. Uh, one of the the staples of kids horror, it, it, out not counting scary stories to tell in the dark, um, but like traditional kids horror that you see on TV, uh, everything always ends with a good ending because you can't scare kids, which is why they take off the masks at the end because you have to show the child that oh this thing actually isn't real. And then when you go into the Scooby-Doo movies of our childhood in the 90s with uh, like Zombie Island, one of the reasons I really liked Zombie Island and I really liked a lot of the movies that ended up coming during that period was that they were actually facing real supernatural creatures. Um, they think, and, and the premise is always, we think that this is fake and then they go into it and it is like a full-on werewolf and zombie story. Um and so like it kind of like crosses that threshold later but one of the things that's really cool about the early ones uh like you mentioned like phantom of the opera creature the back of the Lagoon, king kong the wolfman dracula the mummy though and they i think they also do something with the invisible man those are all universal monsters which are actually staples in horror um and then vincent price is one of the most iconic like figureheads in horror as well um, so, like, it definitely crosses that boundary, but it makes it not scary for adults because it's geared towards kids. Um, so it's, like, except super for, important in that respect. Except for the two best crossovers ever, which is Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Robot Chicken. <laughs> which Why those always with the Robot great. Chicken? Every robot time. Chicken has some amazing crossovers, and they do a lot of great stuff. Because Seth Green, Robot Chicken... You know, there, there's connections there with Seth Green and Scooby-Doo, which yeah, is naturally but serendipitous. Also, I think they all die in the Robot Chicken one, if I remember correctly. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them. I haven't seen that them, one in a long time. I, some of them die in the Supernatural one. Ooh, that's sad. Yeah. That's sad. Because it's one of those where, like, uh, the Winchester, the Winchester, so Sam, Dean, and Castiel end up getting transported into like, the Scooby-Doo universe. And Dean is, like, super excited because he loves the Scooby gang. And then he's, like, a huge fan. And then they end, he keeps trying to get with Daphne, which is hilarious. Um, but then they end up all, like, staying the night at this thing. And it ends up being real. And Dean just looks at Sam like, we can't do this to the Scoobies. We can't bring this to them. They're actually dying. And, like, they, like, just go to save them and stuff. It's really fun. I don't think the Scoobies die. I think it's the people in the house that they were staying with that die. And then, like, Dean keeps trying to get Fred killed. I also believe they all die in the Robot Chicken one. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to find it. 
and see it again. Also, it's that's been, about like 10 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long way. time since I've seen that one, actually. 10 or plus, 10 plus years probably for that Yeah, one. but I mean, I think just overall, it kind of reminds me of our conversations we had with the Adams Family and probably like slightly like scarier elements to it with things like Ghost Clown and Spooky Space Kook and Mr. Hyde, which aren't the uh, most settling characters, especially the noises that they would all make. So, you know what uh, the sad part is about Mr. Hyde? Freaking gladiator dude, what's his name? Russell Crowe ruined Mr. Hyde for me forever. Why? It's just awful. So bad. Mm. Is he? I need way more context. So in the new new movie, uh, Mummy, where they're supposed to try to make Universal Monster Universe, he plays Mr. Hyde. Oh, does he? And it's not yes. good? I feel like he'd oh. be a great Mr. Hyde. No? Is he terrible? It's also weird because him and Tom Cruise are the same age, and Russell Crowe looks like he ate old Russell Crowe. And so yeah. it's, it's it's awkward. It's it. We looked them up, and Russell Crowe looks like 10 years older than, than Tom Cruise. They're literally about like eight months apart. Yeah. <laughs> but no, That's probably it scarier than the actual probably Mr. Hyde then in, in the Scooby-Doo cartoon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I couldn't get over it. I was like, what happened to you, Russell Crowe? And then Kate's like, he's just, he can't be that bad. I was like, he's eight months apart from Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, I think we've been kind of talking about this kind of overall, so I don't think we have too much more to say for this. But I do want to mention the comics briefly just because Kate said they're good. And I was looking at some of them. And this spooky, spooky apocalypse comic by DC actually looks pretty good. Um, Ran from May 2016 to April 2019. And the synopsis has says those meddling kids and the mystery machine are at the center of a well-meaning experiment gone wrong, and they'll need to bring all their mystery solving skills to bear along with plenty of Scooby snacks to find a cure for a world full of mutated creatures infected by a nanite virus nanite. that enhances fears. Oh, nanite virus. I've actually never read the word nanite. I don't think ever in my life. <laughs> I don't even ever read that word. Uh, that enhances their fears, terrors, and baser instincts, and just looks like a big horror fest where it people is. die, right? People die. It, it looks absurd. Yeah. Obviously, people I know, we have people review it for the site and everything, and everything I've seen about it, um, people love this. Apparently, people thought it was great. It looks absurd. It looks crazy. I know there's, like, chainsaw willing, wielding, like, Scooby gangs. Yeah. With, like... And then, like... Some of them get taken over by the virus, and then they fight the virus. And then, uh, fun fact, our Google ads were not allowed to be run on one of the pages that had a picture from there because there was, like, a decapitated zombie head. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Scrappy-Doo is also in this, and he wants to kill Scooby-Doo, apparently, yep. or or something, something like that. So people still hate Sco- <laughs> The writers, even of this comic, probably hate Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> So that's also continues to be a thing. Uh, I think it's 36 issues, if I remember reading it right. So it has a looks like it has a pretty decent run and ended this year. So if you want to go see some darker Scooby-Doo. And the art looks fantastic on it. And I kind of want to go pick it up because it looks really good. And then you also have Fun. Scooby-Doo Where Are You? That started in September 2010. And it's still running right now. And currently has 101 issues at the moment. So pretty long-standing comics that are more kind of traditional Scooby-Doo yeah. stuff and there there. Has, and there have been comics going on at DC since like the 90s, I think, 90s or 80s, like through the old brand. But then 
DC does that stupid thing where they rebrand themselves every three years and then they don't count any of the stuff. Yeah. So it's been around for a long time, lots of comics, but those are the kind of like the mo- more most recent ones that are going on. So even if you're not watching the new TV show, even though the new TV show does look pretty good compared to some of its predecessors in the last probably 10 years or so, um, Scooby-Doo's still living on in, in comics pretty well and pretty pretty strong over the last, you know, nine, 10 years now. Yeah. And that's kind of all I got. We're, we're at about an hour. And are we going to figure out who who was really the villain of this episode and who was just the meddling kids? I don't know. But final thoughts, Matt? Um, final thoughts. Um, obviously, I know Scooby-Doo's been around for a while. Been a part of my childhood for everything growing up. I get this. I guess it's cool. It is weird because like, I knew that they were on. But it's one of those like I knew that they always kept rebooting. But it wasn't like... I guess after seeing how, exactly how many times they rebooted, it's like, oh, yeah. Um, except I might check out the newer ones. I know the last few shows, like we said, I just haven't got into. I know... Like I said, it's one of those weird things that obviously, I guess you just get older and they do the other stuff. But I do remember watching, like I said, a lot of the older ones and were really well done. And I guess we'll see what happens. I'm sure. I think there's been talks of rebooting this as a movie, if I'm correct, before. And so, but of course, at this point, that's like every movie and franchise because we don't make new things. We just reboot IPs and say we're cool and creative when we're not. But, um, yeah, um, Scooby-Doo should be interesting. I think... It'll be interesting to see what happens, I guess, like 10 years from now when our generation kind of fully moves on or whatever. Yeah. And so not because I just don't, as much as it was for us kids, and I don't want to say it's not as big for kids now, it just, I don't think it seems to be as big in kids. At least the kids I talk to don't talk about, that I've seen everything, don't talk about Scooby-Doo the way like everybody I knew talks about Scooby-Doo. So to see where it actually lands. I think it'll be around, obviously. I just don't know if it'll ever be as big as what it used to be in for our generation through the 80s and 90s people. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like echo that, like, watching you kind of break down the history, like, the 50-year history, like, I'm not, I'm, like, half that, right? Like, I'm a little over half that. Um, But, like, a lot of the stuff that was old and was there way before I was born is stuff that I still grew up with. Like, all scooby up until a certain point was all one thing for me and so like even when like it wasn't nostalgia it was like it was happening at the same time that it was i guess it's because of boomerang like it was it was both new and old for me and i to matt's point i don't know if kids today will have that same feeling like it's obviously still on the air but i just don't feel like i see scooby-doo merchants at stores and stuff like that right like when i was younger our first dog i made my parents buy a scooby snack so i could give to my dog like i don't think those like i don't think they do that anymore um yeah yeah i I think it's it's good probably it feels like it's going the way of the adams family that we talked about before like I don't know what kids talk about the Adams family, but for us, even though it was been around for a long time, that's still what we think of for the Adams family. And I think Matt's right. I think it is due for another kind of reboot. I mean, it's been 10 years since the last movie, so I'm pretty sure we're in that vein. And I don't know how it'll do, but at least we have like the fond memories and this new show like it's going to do well. And if they keep adding in guest stars and stuff like that, it probably will have a good run, hopefully last longer than four seasons because none of them have lasted that long. 
My but, interesting. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say my. Oh point, yeah, no, go for it. I was gonna say for my point of this is interesting is like, so we all remember this from watching TV and cartoons on Saturday mornings, and like I said before, I went to school. Like, do kids even have that still anymore, or is it all just streaming services? It's probably oh. mostly streaming services, I'd imagine. That's what I've always wondered about kids' cartoons in general nowadays. It's not that they don't exist, but like outside the streaming space or stuff that gets moved over, who's actually watching these shows? Or do people yeah. still have cable? Yeah, I'm not super sure. Um, and I also don't know like where this stuff is even streaming. Right. So I know it's on like it's still on Boomerang, but like where is cartoon like where does Cartoon Network's streaming stuff live? HBO Max. <clears throat> That's Does it, it really? Oh yeah, that's right. It was yeah. it was announced two hours ago. That's also, how I HBO know. Uh, Max is going to have Crunchyroll and Studio Ghibli. Yes. And all of those. So, cartoon, hate my Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, um, basically every cartoon and anime Swim. stuff. Yeah, it's all going to and the new HBO season Max. of the Boondocks. Yep, all going. Oh to HBO my Max. god! This was announced I hate like two, my life. This was announced like two hours or kind of like an hour or so before like we recorded. HBO Max came for the weed. They did. Oh my god! I was I so ready not to get HBO Max. I can send yeah. you. The, I'm about to get rid of Funimation too, as a, as a rat for me. I'll buy, send you the picture. Buy Funimation. I'll send Nisha you the picture of everything. Them, so I'm lucky in that respect. I get crunchy, <laughs> she gets Funimation. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's that's really all I got. I mean, it's it's longevity. I think is like the biggest thing here, and longevity not only that the older cartoons still live on today as kind of like the Scooby-Doo. Like there's nothing that's really replaced it. Um, and it looks like they're kind of doing new stuff to kind of keep people invested in it. And I can only hope for the best. But if you look at all these other cartoons that we talked about, like Albert and the Chipmunks and Johnny Bravo and the Flintstones and Tom and Jerry and stuff like that, really the only ones that have come out of that that are still relevant, I think, are just really the Adams Family and... Uh, I mean, the sad part is the Adam family outside this movie. How relevant were they? The only reason um, they're relevant now is because they came up with this uh, movie this year. There is a Flintstones DC comic that has oh, there run is. since like 2015, 2016. Do dinosaurs eat people in it? No idea. But it's apparently Just... like real heavy. And yeah, sign me up for a very dark Flintstones comic. I'm, I'd be um, down for that. Yeah, no, I mean. Or a very dark Josie and the Pussycats one. So technically, the only thing that would be be alive and kick in is the Archie series. But that's because Archie Comics has remained the right has remained uh, having the rights to all their characters. So Archie Comics publishes everything, their own comic books as well as their own graphic novels and novels, and still have control over the CW and Netflix shows. So that would be the only thing. But that's technically not like it was Hanna Barbera, but it wasn't Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Crazy like, stuff. But that's, that's all I got. Scooby Dooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Doo. Scooby. As always, if you like what you are hearing um, and want to hear more of it, uh, think about supporting us on Patreon for at least a dollar a month. You get access to our show notes, which, hey, they're pretty cool sometimes. And you can go look at the broken box office mojo links. Uh, and you can find us at patreon.com slash butwhythepc. Adrian looks very hurt right now. I'm just thinking about all of our Patreon links or all of our oh, box office mojo dead. links. Over 120 episodes. They are all dead. They're yeah. all dead. Oh, it's a graveyard. Dating back our- to episode one, Lara Croft. I'm pretty sure we have box office mojo links on that somewhere. So technically, oh. this is a spooky season in that our show notes are graveyards. 
yeah, it's it's very sad. I'm very very distraught about it. And if you want to catch us on social media, uh, hit us up at BoeitherPC on everything. But we are most active on Twitter, and you can find me at OMithRandier. Adrian? You can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93, crying Matt. about box office oh. mojo. Matt? Doobie, doobie, doo. <laughs> Beware the penguins. <laughs> <laughs>